0: Welcome to a life transforming message from the View International Ministry. Our message is a heaven breath, Holy Spirit inspired, and destiny changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. Thank you. Thank you for what you are. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you will do. We just give you praise and we give you glory. We magnify your name. The immortal God, we say thank you. Thank you that no life will remain the same after today. Thank you for what you will still do in the lives of men. Thank you that no one here will go home the same way he came. Thank you for visiting with us this morning. Hallelujah to your holy name. Everlasting Father, we thank you. 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 As your word is coming forth, Father, please speak to every heart. Let no one remain the same after today. In Jesus' name we pray. Let someone shout hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you, brother Fair. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I hope we can we can get you for once, at least once every month before you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God honor you for your humility and your service to the king. Praise the Lord. Have you been blessed this morning? I mean we can just go home. We've worshiped the king. Abi. It's a worship service. And we have come to worship the king. The Lord will bless us all in Jesus' name. The truth is, if you came in late, you actually missed out on the majority of what has happened here this morning. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Amen. This morning, I want, I want to be starting a series this morning called Live Nearing. Engineering your life to God's purpose so that your life can be a life of impact. It's my, it's my greatest pain to see people live lives as if they do not know why God created them. It's my greatest pain to see people live lives not understanding who they are in Christ Jesus. I remember many years, I mean like three or four years ago we did a series, the seven questions you need to ask, ask yourself. And the quest, one of the questions is, Who am I? Why am I here? You understand? Today we're going to be taking that a top notch. We're going to be taking that question in top notch and be asking a simple question. A simple question, the uh, multimedia, please give me Jeremiah chapter one verse five. A simple question. That question is such that if you do not answer it in your lifetime, your life will never, never have the fulfilment that it had to, it wants to have. I see that when people go through drugs, they go through betting. You know, sport betting. It's because of the fact that they've not answered this question. Praise the Lord. When people leave With addictions, it's because they've not answered this question. When people crave the, um, when people crave the acceptance of men, it's because they have not answered this question. And until you answer this question, you will never know what to do with the entirety of what God has given to you. Look, until you answer this question, you will not understand where you ought to be in destiny and in place. Jeremiah chapter one verse five. Scripture says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before, I, before thou cameth forth of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. In the case of Jeremiah, God was telling Jeremiah that before I conceived you, before you came out of your mother's belly and already ordained you for something, in Jeremiah's case, it was a prophet. Now the question for you and for me is, what did God ordain you for? So, the question is living out your assignment. So, today's message is living out your assignment. What is your assignment here on earth? Why are you here? It's a new year. It's time to take stock of what God wants to do in our lives. But why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you alive? Why has God not allowed you to be killed? Why are you here? In a Jeremiah's own case, he said, What? I ordained you to be what? A prophet. I ordained you to be a prophet. There is an ordination that rests upon every man that will cause frustrations if it is not found. You hear what I said? There is an ordination that rests upon every man. God has ordained you to become something on earth. And until you find it, you will never be happy. Question, how happy are you? Because this question means that until you find... Look, this question would free you from... Being happy because you possess something or you don't possess anything. You know, many times people think that if I have a G-Wagon, if I have a Lexus, if I have a PJ, you understand, I'll be happy. The question is, have you ever wondered why people have those things and still commit suicide? Have you wondered why people have those things and still commit suicide? During the week, we heard about a lady who committed suicide and she has a job. You understand? And I'm asking a simple question. The people that don't have jobs, they're not committed suicide. You that have a job, you are committed suicide. Praise the Lord. So, if you don't answer this question, life will buffet you all around. Circumstances will challenge you. You will think that there's, 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 there's more to life than what you already have. And the question is that if you don't answer this question, you will frustrate everybody who comes around you. Many people are living frustrated lives and also frustrate their spouses in their homes because they've not answered this question. Have you ever worn a shoe that is tight before? How comfortable is it? very uncomfortable. I mean, if you are not fit for something, you are not fit for it. If you are doing something that is not comfortable for you, And I don't know if you've done it before, you, it, will, it will be so uncomfortable. Too many people are having uncomfortable lives because they are not where God wants them to be. Now, there's something they used to call equality. They say fit for purpose. Many of you are fit, but you are not in the purpose that God created you for. So today, I want to talk to you about living out your assignment in life. I see a lot of young people not knowing why God created them. Jeremiah was a young boy when God spoke to him. And God said to him, Before I formed you, I created you. God does not do anything without a sense of purpose. There's a reason why God created you, there's a reason why God brought you on earth. Even your parents may have felt that, that you're a mistake. You understand? I've seen cases where men and women will come together after nine months. You understand? They will say, It's ah, a mistake. What was a mistake? There's you know, somebody I was good at. It. I said that when this child grows up, I will tell the person that you said was a mistake at this conception. And I said, I'm going to do that thing. Praise the Lord. Because the you know, pastor, he hear everything that be. You see, I, I mean, one day someone say It's a mistake, it's a mistake. And the next day, somebody was calling me to pray that God, Father, please, can God answer my prayers? And I just heard about someone saying, It's a mistake, it's a mistake. And I said, to him, I, said I felt like slapping the person. Praise the Lord. You may have been your parents' mistake, but you're not a mistake from heaven. You understand what your parents, what God needed that your parents God needed the gene of your mother and the gene of your father to bring us something that will transform and impact this world. So I'm saying to you today, church, why did God create why have you asked yourself why am I here? Why what's my assignment? What's my purpose on earth? What's my purpose on earth? Romans chapter 8, verse 19. Romans chapter 8, verse 19 talks about a story. It says about it says the earnest expectations of the creatures are awaiting the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. There's a reason somebody is waiting for you because if you do not rise up to take your assignment, some other people will never live out the purpose of God in their lives. Amen. And that's the reason why it's important to make you understand that there's a reason why you need to accept your responsibility to accept the assignment that God has given to you. If you do not accept the assignment, something somewhere will not work out in someone else's life. Someone somewhere is crying, God, where would, my, where would I be delivered? Because you have not yet accepted what God wants you to become. So God says, for the endless expectation of the creatures, I are waiting, waiting for the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. There is a man in scriptures, his name is called Moses. I don't know if you remember him. So the Bible says that Moses, one day Moses, Moses was born. And because Moses was born, you know how Moses was born? Moses was born, very spiritual people. Since all of a sudden, the the Egyptians, because the Egyptians were very, very spiritual people, they knew that a deliverer had been born. And the next thing they did was that they wanted to kill all the young children, all the young boys. And they wanted to kill all the young boys in Egypt. So they said every young boy should be killed. You know what happened to Moses? Moses, they didn't know that God is an orchestrator of great events. God will orchestrate greatness out of your life. Out of what is going on, you understand, know, out of the circumstances that is going on in Nigeria, the devil may be thinking he's doing something, but God is orchestrating greatness in your life. Are you listening to me? So I'm not concerned about what the devil is doing, I'm concerned about the purpose and the plans of God over my life and over your life. So in that in, that, in those cases, what happened? Moses. Pharaoh now decided that, you know what? All the young boys that are born, they should be killed. And they made a decree. All young boys should be killed. It's not today that we're talking about human rights. In those days, the words of the king is law. So Pharaoh, and all the young boys are being killed. All the young boys are being killed. (laughs) But when Moses was born, his parents saw that this child was a goodly child. He cannot be killed. And the parents hid him. After three months, he could no longer be hidden and they brought him out. I'm praying for someone that your destiny can no longer be hidden in the name of Jesus. And this year, your destiny will come out in the name of Jesus. So when they brought him out, by, by chance, you understand, they went to take him inside the river Nile and after a while, what happened to him? Something happened. What happened? Then what happened? Pharaoh's wife. Now, Pharaoh's daughter was not having a bath and immediately he saw Moses. He took Moses, ah, this is a good child and took her. And you know, by, 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 by orchestration, by divine orchestration, and listen to me, I'm going to say to you this year. This year, by divine orchestration, what was meant to be for your downfall, for your for your for your, for for your destruction, God will use it for your promotion. In the name of Jesus, so by divine orchestration, something happened. Moses was now kept. Was Moses was now being grown inside Pharaoh's house? Pharaoh that said he was kill, was going to kill the same child that you wanted to kill. That you have been killing other people for. You brought him into the house to uh, to nurture him. And, and Moses was that to an inside of Pharaoh's house. And you know what happened? You know what happened? You know what happened? Moses, by that, by that singular thing, became the only person that could lead the people of Israel out. You know why? Out of all the, Egypt, uh, the Israelites, they were all slaves. A slave cannot lead a slave. So if God wanted to bring out somebody out of Egypt, he had to be a non-slave. You know the Bible says a blind man cannot lead a blind man. You cannot lead a man on the area at the same level that you are in. A monkey cannot lead a monkey. Human beings cannot be led by ordinary human beings except by heroic beings. You have to rise above other people to be able to lead them. In Moses' own case, all the people were Israelites. In the, in the case of Jesus, you remember him, the Bible says that for him to deliver us from sin, he had to be born without sin so that he can deliver us from out of sin. Because once he comes out of in sin, he cannot deliver us out of sin again. So in Moses' own case, Moses had to be born in the house of Pharaoh, had to live in the house of Pharaoh, so that he would grow up as a non-slave, and he could lead the people of Israel out of slavery. His assignment was what? To lead them out of slavery. God orchestrated things to happen, and at the end of the day, Moses grew up, and Moses became a man. In fact, it was said in in religious books that Moses became a general inside of Pharaoh's army. (laughs) Moses became what? A general inside of pharaoh's army and you know something about your assignment your assignment will always be inside of you you'll be crying you'll be shouting you'll be saying this is time this is time it is time i cannot live an ordinary life moses was enjoying in pharaoh's house do you agree and the fact the crazy thing about it was that moses was on track to become the next pharaoh he was on track to become the next greatest man on the earth but he left it so that he can become what the deliver of egypt of uh, of the israelites Jesus too was on track to become a king but he left it so that he could become the king of kings what are you on track for what's your assignment and the amazing thing about the assignment is always crying the problem is that if you do not answer the call of your assignment frustration will be the result of your life I see too many people frustrated by life because of the fact that they have not answered the call of your assignment what's your assignment what's God calling you to do you have to leave it out in Moses' own case, what Moses knew, in fact, I saw in scriptures. The Bible says that Moses expected that the Israelites will know that God had used him to call for their deliverance. One of the greatest mistakes you think is that other people know your assignment. They don't know. They won't capture your assignment. It is you. It is inside of you. Your assignment is inside of you. God did not keep the inside of them. God kept the inside of you. So it is you that is crying, it's crying inside of you, it's not crying in the heart of other people. Don't think that others will see it and know that oh, that's my assignment. No, 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 no. You is you that God kept that assignment into. If you look at Jeremiah chapter six, verse um uh, um Jeremiah chapter one, verse six to ten. Let's just look at it. Let's just look at one to 10. 6 to uh, six to ten before I move on to other things. So Moses was crying, and Moses and Moses believed in his heart of heart that what that his assignment was to deliver the people of Israel. And so, one day, Moses went out into the field. And the Bible said that he saw a, an Egyptian that was harassing an Israelite. You know what he did? Because he was a trained warrior. You know what he did? In one act, one martial act, bim, bim, the Egyptian was dead. One martial act. And the Jesus was dead. And Moses buried him. And you know when Moses buried the Egyptian, he expected that the people of Israel would be happy that their deliverer had come. But the next day, the people that you were sent to might be the ones that might be the ones applying, agreeing with your enemy that they should be destroyed. You know there are times I've come to church and I've come to realize that I tell people come to church, come and pray, come and pray, come and pray. And I wonder how come people will not come to a place of prayer and it is free. Come and pray. I've not said come and take money. I've not said come and bring offering. I say come and bring, come and pray for yourself, not even for me. I've, have you? Have I raised offering? Say pray for Pastor K. Pray for Pastor K. Pray for Pastor K. Pray for his family. Pray for his wife. Pray for his mother. Pray for his dad. Pray for his son. If you've not had offering, it's pray for yourself. And people will not come. And people will feel that they are busy. Busy doing what? We live in a wicked world, and we also live in a spiritual world. All of you are sleeping. You understand? They were doing um, sacrifice on top of land Bridge. The same road you will pass. And you will pass without the covering. You think that this world is normal. It's normal, Labi. It's normal. It's normal. If it's normal, why are they doing sacrifice on Top Bridge? Why are they killing rams on Top Bridge? To do, to do ordinary maintenance. They will kill ram. You want me to show you the picture? They will, they will kill ram. White ram. It's not only kind of ram, or pure white ram. Pure white ram. They will kill it later you will not understand why somebody will just be walking on Tamil and we will just jump into the river and die why? sacrifice has been made and you will just come to the church, you think life is they say come to church everything is bread and butter i always laugh one day one day the lord said to me my former one of my former churches he said you are not allowing me to deal with these people and i said to god, god if i would deal with them they will think i don't pray even if I don't pray, you should cover my wickedness. I mean, even if I don't pray, you should cover because you called me. So you should cover it. This world is wicked. This world is what? It's wicked. I have a friend who is contesting for the government position of one of the states in Nigeria. He told me that wickedness is in high places. Nobody comes to talk to you with ordinary mouths. Nobody comes to talk to you with ordinary mouth. You will see people, they will come to talk to you like that. You will know that they put something in their mouth so that they will spell you. And you come, will come to around to a place where your covering your, is guaranteed. And you will think it's normal. You see people, if it's time for TikTok, they can do TikTok. If it's time to come to church, they don't have time. And they wonder why the enemy is kicking them around like a football. Praise the Lord. So Moses did something. Moses now killed the Egyptian and the story went round you will have expected that the Egyptians should have been happy and uh, this should have been happy but they went so when two of them were having problems the next day Moses went to meet them he said you want to come and kill me the way you killed the other person that meant that the story had spread round and Moses had to be had to leave had to leave what I want to tell you something is the fact that your assignment is still crying out even if men fail you even if those of you that have been sent to has failed you, your assignment is still crying out. Like I was saying, I was saying, I said your assignment may be to a person. Your assignment may be to a place. Your assignment may be to a people. Moses was to a people. You understand? Ruth was, uh, Naomi was to a person. Naomi was to what? Was to Ruth. Um, what's this guy that built the walls in the, uh, what do you call it? That built the walls in the, um, The guy that built the walls of Jerusalem, that was broken, he was to a a, place. Nehemiah, Nehemiah was to a place. Praise the Lord. So your assignment. So you got, but you got to discover what your assignment is. What God has created, what God has left you. But let me tell you something. Immediately Moses went into the wilderness, and Moses stayed there for forty years and the Bible said if you look at Exodus chapter 2 in the start from verse 28 the Bible says and the cry of the people went up to heaven and immediately something happened God remembered the covenant that he had with the people of Israel and God now visited Moses I said it's time this assignment that God wants as is planning for you it does not need you to do it with your own strength what did I say? in Moses' own strength, Moses killed only one Egyptian. How many Egyptians did he kill? One. But when Moses came back in the strength of the Lord, you know what he did? He buried the entire Egyptian army in the Red Sea. So this assignment that God is going to come to you, even if it's crying for expression in your heart, you need to have a time of preparation to go to God and ask God, God, how am I going to do it? Because with the Holy Spirit, you understand, you're able to do far more. In my personal opinion, the Holy Spirit is a multiplier. Is it multi- what? Multiplier. He multiplies your strength. Remember the case of when Jesus was about living? He told the, the disciples, he says, do not live here. Stay here here until I send the Holy Spirit to you. And when the Holy Spirit came unto them, what he turned was impossible for them, became very easy for them. Let me tell you what the Holy Spirit did for them. Peter, that when a small girl asked her, I said, are you with the master? He said, me? I don't know, am. For God forbid, I've never seen him in my entire life. Ah, But you speak like him. Take your time, Mo. I said, I don't know someone. He said, I, I said, I've never seen him before. I've never heard about him. What's his name? I've never heard about him before. Peter, Denied his master, but when the Holy Ghost came, he looked at the entire council of Egypt of Israel and told them, ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully. Let it be known that the same Jesus that you crucified, God has made him Lord and Master. What has changed? The Holy Spirit has empowered him. I need the Holy Spirit to come upon every single person here. And that's why we're fasting. Why we're praying so that your life will be empowered and multiplied. Your ability to get results will be achieved, will be multiplied, so that you're able to do what un- your thought was impossible. Remember, he said that the Holy Spirit is your helper. Is your helper? It he would help you. It he would help you. It he would help you. He would help you. He would help you. He would help you. What you thought you were weak for, he would help you. He would help you. He would help you. The Holy Spirit is your helper, and it was the helper of your infirmities. And Moses. Was now able to lead the entire Egyptian out of uh, Egypt, out of Egypt. You understand? And we look at it, and the Bible said Moses. There was no man like Moses that God spoke to face to face before. And with all the greatness of Moses, Scripture tells us that the least of us is greater than Moses. He said, "The least of us is greater than Moses." He said, "Because God has given to you a new covenant, a better covenant, that is established upon better promises." And if something is better, it's better. How I many of you drove Messages 200 before? And you're driving G Wagon today. Is, is there a difference between the two of them? There's a difference between G Wagon and 200. There's a difference between G Wagon and what? And uh, Obokun. You know Obokun, that Shagari Message Benz that is, it, for you For instance, those, those bends, now, if they give it to you, you won't even take it. There's a difference. We have a better covenant that's established upon better promises. God has promised to do something better. Look, in this year, 2024, it shall not be like other years in the name of Jesus i was telling someone that is it not just last year last uh, yesterday that we did a uh, happy new year and today we are in the second Sunday. Before you know it, it will be in February. Before you wake up you are in June. Before you know it we're in October. By the time you know it we are in December. That's the happy new year. Then what has changed? Have you fulfilled your assignment? Have you lived out your assignment? Times is flying. The days are fast. The days are running and you cannot afford to be slow. The question is that you are one step towards your end than you were in the beginning of the year. So what are you going to do with the assignment that God has given to you? What are you going to do with the things that God has kept your heart? The things you kept your heart is crying. It's crying. It's crying. Someone is saying, when would you arise? When would you stand up? If you look at Exodus chapter two, verse twenty-eight, please let us go back to Exodus chapter two, verse twenty-eight. When the Bible talks about the father, the cries of the people of Israel went up to God. It was because Moses was in the wilderness. Because Moses was in the wilderness. True of us. Exodus chapter one, two, verse eight. Sorry, we'll come back to verse six. I will round up with uh, with this. Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter two, verse twenty-eight. 18. 18. Uh. Don't worry. Praise the Lord. Oh, okay. Sorry. Verse 23. And it came to pass in the process of time, that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel signed by reason of the bondage. Now, you remember, I told you that the creations are waiting for your manifestation, true us. That somebody is crying, somebody is crying to God, saying, My God, where will Femi arise? Someone is crying to God, and it will say, when will you arise? It says, And, cried by, and, they, and they cried, and their cry came to, unto God by reason of the bondage. Verse 24. And the Bible says, And God heard their groanings. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked unto the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Now, the next thing, because God had answered their prayers, God had looked unto them. Verse 3, God had to go and visit Moses, where Moses was. I said, look, your assignment is about to be fulfilled. My people's cry has come up to me. Now, it's time for you to leave the wilderness. It's time for you to go and show yourself in in the palace. And Moses, and God came to Moses and showed himself up to Moses. Let me tell you something. Someone has been crying to God. I say, By God, when will you arise? Your assignment is to solve a problem for someone, to solve a problem for a place, or to solve a problem for a people. Are you going to take up the mantle and say that time is now for me to solve the problem? A lot of you think that your assignment is to make money. Your assignment is not to make money. But in making your assignment, you will make money. You do your assignment because in your assignment is provision. Praise the Lord. And your assignment is what? Your provision. And because your assignment is not to yourself, it's to someone else, your assignment is your assignment that you have fulfillment. Nothing else fulfills you unless you carry out what God has ordained you to be. Moses was in the wilderness for how many years? For 40 years. And he lived there. But I'm sure he wasn't fulfilled because he hadn't done his assignment. He was just there. He was just there. He was just there. He was there. In fact, I saw something there that I wanted to show you. Uh, Can I show you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, let's look at verse. Let's go back to 2, you understand? Verse 11. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went into his brethren and looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and there that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he stood the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And the second day when he came back, what happened? they asked him a question in verse 14. And they asked him, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intended thou to kill me as thou killed the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Verse 15. And when Moses heard, because for instance, there was only one person there, two of us. And who was that person? Was an Egyptian? Or was an Israelite? So how did Pharaoh know? How did Pharaoh know? How did Pharaoh know? You see, what did I realize in life that slavery is a spirit? Imagine I want to help you. As long as I don't take out that slavery, you understand? Eh? Whatever you do, you will still do it for the, for the sake of the person whom we are enslaved for. So I look at Nigeria, you understand? With all the things you do, you see, or did they put go and vote? They go and vote for the people that will enslave them and eat their money. They will go, and, they, will, they will still go and vote for the person that will eat their money. So the one we know, and they will go and vote for him. So how do you expect God to feel? I said, how did Moses know? How did how did, how did the Pharaoh know that there was only two, there were only three of them there? I mean? Because the Bible said that Moses looked left, he looked right, he looked everywhere. So he saw only two of them. He now killed him and he buried him. So only two of them would have should have gone to their grave with that uh, information. But the next day Pharaoh known. And it was the person that he came to help that went to show. People may fail you, but people cannot stop you. The people may fail you, but the people cannot stop you. And don't get disappointed because the people that you think you are sent to have failed you. Can I speak to pastors? There are times you give your life to people and that same people will, will say negative things about you. You're not working for them. You're working for the king. Is that okay? You may even go, I mean, there are times you do things in church and you've done things for pastors and the pastor has failed you. You're not doing it for the pastor, you're doing it for the Lord. Is that okay? Can I continue? So he said, and verse 13 said, and he went and looked to Hebrews. He said, Who made thee a judge and what a, a prince and a judge over us? He said, The question they asked Moses, Abby, was who made thee a judge and a prince over us? Now, before I go to Acts of Apostles. And when Moses, when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled away from the face of Pharaoh. That's verse 15. And dwelt in the land of Midian. And the 16 says, And the priests of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water, and filled the troughs to water. To water their, their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them. Because inside of Moses was the ability to help people. And water their flock. And when they came to Rahul, their father, he said, how is it that you have come so soon today? Can I pray for you today that a divine helper will make you finally so soon this year? Your amen has for shocker. I said, a divine helper will come and make you finally so soon this year. He said, how come you find it so soon? Because there was a helper who came. Can I pray for you that because you came to church this morning, that God will send a divine helper to you this day in the name of Jesus. Verse 19. And they said, Who did they say deliver them? Is Moses an Egyptian? <laughs> did you get that? Did you get that? Eh? They said, Who delivered them? Yeah. I was Moses an Egyptian. <laughs> The Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. That's to tell you that Moses was, to everybody, he was an Egyptian. He grew in the house of Egypt. He said, an Egyptian delivered us. An Egyptian delivered us. An Egyptian delivered us. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Before I round up. Amen. Amen. Acts of the Apostles chapter 7 verse 25 24 25 for the position of verse 7 25, 25 are you there 24 and seeing one of them suffer wrong he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and he did what what did he do church what did he do a small Egyptian verse 25 Listening to what, what the Bible says. For he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. This is this verse that delivered me as a pastor. That are days I tell people that, oh, I expect that you should have known that God has set up this church to deliver people. But they, they will still not know. They will still think it's like an ordinary gathering. Praise the Lord. So that is, you, say, you tell people, oh, come to church, come to church, come to church. Oh, come around, come around. That God is setting up a new thing. That God will deliver you. God will help you. That God is about to do something in your life. And they are not taking it. But this verse, immediately that verse entered into my heart. It's possible that the people they are sent to may not understand why you are there. It's possible. They are sent to They may not understand. It's the, it almost thought, but they didn't understand. They did you understand. They didn't understand. Do you understand your assignments in life? Do you understand your assignments? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What was the question they asked Moses? Eh? They asked Moses, they asked, who made you a king and a priest over us? Abby. Is that what they asked him? Is that what they asked him? Praise the Lord. Verse 35 of Acts of the Apostles chapter 7. Verse 35. And I believe that this year, God would answer all the questions that will be crying out in your life in the name of Jesus. Acts of Apostles chapter 7, verse 35. What does it say? This Moses, whom they refused, saying, who made thee? Eh? The same did what? The same Moses, the same question that men are asking, is the same question that God will use it to answer. The same question. And he said, Who made you a ruler? The Bible says that same question. God said, God made them. God made him. Hello. If I had enough time, I would have told you that the pains that you are going through is a function of the assignment that God has ordained you to suffer. So, if you're going through marital pains, maybe God has called you to solve marital issues. If you're going through, I mean, most of the greatest evangelists in the world, most of the great, most of them, uh, healing evangelists, they went through. I mean, look at Kenneth Hagin; he went through an incurable tuberculosis and he became one of the greatest healing apostles in the world. robots, all of them, they went through something. What you are going through is a function of what God has ordained you to solve. Are you listening to me? So your assignment is a clue to what God, your your challenge is a clue to what God has ordained you to solve. And let me tell you something. All your emotions, remember when we did the emotional series recently, all your emotions all point to a clue to what God has ordained you to solve. The things you hate and the things you love. Praise the Lord. How many of you really hate how many of you really hate oppression? I don't know if you really hate oppression. You just, you just, you hate it from your heart. If you see oppression on the road, you just get angry. That was what happened to Moses, he, Because he was a deliverer, he hated oppression. So when he saw oppression, he could not even hide it. He could not. Even, he could not wait for his time. He could not wait for his time. The truth about it was God had ordained that for four hundred years they would be in the wilderness. But it was three hundred and ninety years, so he needed ten more years to wait in the house of Pharaoh, in the house of Pharaoh. But he could not wait because he saw oppression. And that waited that 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 father he defeated that time. He decided made sure that 30 years was extra was what was given to them. Hello, sir. If you miss a timing for God, not only you, a lot of people will pay a price for it. Church, it's time to be sensitive to where, the time that we are in now. It's time to be sensitive. It's time to be what? It's time to be sensitive. You have an assignment. The things you hate is a proof you come to a house and you see for instance I know that some of you have come to this place today and you have not seen anything wrong anywhere but some people have seen something wrong they have seen, they've seen the furniture wrong they have seen this thing wrong they have seen that thing wrong they've seen it, they've seen it, they've seen, the things you see that is wrong that you always complain about is a sign to what assignment that God has ordained you to solve now ask your neighbor out of all that he has said do you know your assignment Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. My time is up, so I will just have like three minutes and I will be done. Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. Scripture says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. What did I say? Look at your neighbor and say you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your eyes may be as big as pastor's eyes, but you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your mouth may be bigger than pastor's one, but you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I remember when I was growing up, I used to tell this story a lot. They used to say my eyes were big. They used to call me big eyes, big eyes. In secondary school, big eyes, big eyes. Everywhere, big eyes, big eyes, big eyes. So it used to affect me. Have Because it used to affect me. Then I went to do A-levels. Then probably one of the most beautiful girls in A-levels sent a message to me. and said, your eyes are beautiful. Everything just changed. When I tell her, I said, do you see my eyes? Because the most beautiful girl in school said my eyes are beautiful. You understand? Praise the Lord. But that was the same eyes that they have abused me all throughout my life. In school, they call me biggie. Big eyes, big eyes. Secondary school, biggie, eyes, eyes, big eyes. But please, answer the question that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Is that okay? Please understand that you are fearfully, and, you don't need the validation of any man to tell you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you are fat, I say I'm naturally endowed. If you are thin, say that I'm slender to carry the, the what do you call it, the, the grace of God. Always have something to say about the things that God created you for. God created you fearfully for the assignment He wants you to do. Is that okay? God created you what? Fearfully. Verse uh, sixteen. Is it sixteen, Abby? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go from thirteen to sixteen. For that has possessed my reins, that has covered me, in my mother's womb. Remember, I told you that I will praise you. I will praise you for what. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Tell your neighbor I am fearfully and wonderfully made. When you wake up in the morning and you see and you see a mirror, tell yourself that no matter what this mirror is saying, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Is that okay? Say I am what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. And thou and that my soul knows right well. Verse 15. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Verse 16, Thou eyes did set my substance yet being imperfect. And in thy book of all my members were written, which a continuous fashion, when as yet there was none of them. You don't need to be perfect when God saw you. God saw you when you were imperfect, but God still saw that you were good enough for what He has ordained you to become. Don't let anyone ever lie to you. You are good enough. You are good enough. You are good enough. Where God is taking your assignment may be big. Yes, you need the Holy Spirit, like Esther. When they told Esther, I said, "Oh, maybe you were born for this time, as such as this." Everybody is born for a time such as this. You may have wished that you were born when Nigeria was better, but I'm telling you that you are actually born for a time such as this. You may have wished that you were born when Nigeria was good, that everyone was a Christian. Oh, well, I, I, but you are actually born for a time such as this and immediately esther took up the assignment the role of assignment she went she said something that i will never forget say if i perish i perish if i because you see that until you find the day that you can even if you perish you don't you don't matter you understand and then that's the day you have discovered your assignment on earth and out of it all esther became probably the greatest queen of the persian empire i'm telling you today that your provision is in your assignment. Your provision is in your assignment. Do not begin to pursue things or pursue people or pursue places. Pursue the assignment that God has ordained for you. And when you pursue those assignment, that assignment that God has ordained for you and he has ordained it for you before you were born, then your provision will be glad or be written out to every man. Pottersville, can you rise up as I end, as I end this um, sermon and ask your neighbor again, do you know why God assigned you on earth now let me say something to you that might shock you maybe I want to, I want to say this so that you have, you, have, you have risen up, you are not more sleeping no one is sleeping is that your assignment is your greatest protector what did I say? your assignment will protect you you know the assignment of Moses protected him it didn't allow him to be killed like other people The assignment of Moses protected him. He preserved him. No matter what's going on in the land, once you discover your assignment, you will not get; you will not suffer what others are suffering. You will not go through what the pains others are going through. Because you have your assignment. Your assignment is... It will protect you. It will preserve you. When others are being killed, you will be alive. What we are done, that something will just protect you out. Your assignment is God's gift to you. God decided your assignment... It's your responsibility to discover it. It's your lifetime job to, to leave it out. And once you, once you have found out what God has decided concerning your assignment and you have discovered it and you, have li- you are leaving it out, the whole world will see that that is the reason why God created you as a solution to someone's problem or to people's problem or to a congregational problem. God created you to solve a problem. Please, church, the Holy Spirit is for you. It's time for you to discover why God created you. Don't live 2024 like other years. Don't live 2024 like other years. Don't be praying, God give me money, God give me money, God give me money. No, sir. Let God give you your assignment. Your assignment will give you your money. You didn't get that. Your assignment will give you your what? Your money. Your assignment will give you your what? Oh to Jesus, I surrender. All oh, to Him, I freely. Oh, can you ask God today to show you assignment? To show you assignment, just ask Him. message. For more of such life transforming and destiny impacting messages, follow us on all of our social media handles. On Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, the Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.